there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas in this hour. We'll do win some, lose some, recapping last night's betting action. Uh, Ross Tucker in 30 minutes on the NFL. Do we get a decision today or tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers and uh, some of our in-pocket plays? What we've added to the March Madness portfolio. This is very good. So, Paulie, what does it take based on advanced metrics and efficiency numbers to be a true contender, Final Four, or national title? When you go back and look over the past 20 years using Ken Pomeroy's numbers, and they're all available. His website's campom.com if you don't know. Uh, he does this, again, for two, de- two decades, every single team in the country. Well, over that time frame, teams with a top 25 adjusted offensive efficiency and top 25 adjusted defensive efficiency, when they fit both of those, that means you're a Final Four slash national title contender. The five teams that fit into both of those categories, Houston, UCLA, Alabama, UConn, and Texas. Those are the five teams. There is no Duke. There is no Purdue. Yeah. Right? Some of the other big boys are not on that list. That's top 25 offense and defense. When you scale it back a little bit, and go down to teams with top 40 in both of those categories. They equal elite eight and final four type of teams. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a bracket the best I can based on this information today and see what that looks like. Just no opinion whatsoever. I will do it strictly on these numbers. Teams in the top 40 to make final four elite eight runs. That's Purdue, Kansas, St. Mary's, Creighton, Memphis, Maryland, Texas A&M, and Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic on wow. the list. Wow. Memphis on the list. Purdue yeah. on the list. Yeah. Purdue's going to play one of those two teams in the second round. Yes. The, that game, uh, again, shouldn't be an 8-9, but I also will throw this in. That game is enormous for the prop bet with the American Athletic, which is 3.5, heavily juiced to the over. Because if Memphis wins that game... They, I'd give them a shot against Purdue. But if Florida Atlantic wins, then since, uh, then Houston has to go to the Final Four to cash the over ticket. Yeah. So, which they could probably do, but you know, you mentioned the even money price at some books. But still, that's that's a big ass. To, you got, okay, I have to go to the Final Four just to cash the ticket and for that to be a winner. Yep. Teams with, we'll, we'll again, cut it back a little bit here. 
But teams that fall into both of those categories, adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency in the top 75, they equal teams who can make a run of the Sweet 16 and in, you know, in very rare cases, Elite 8 or Final 4. Well, there's a bunch of teams here, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw out the marquee names. Tennessee falls into that category. Arizona is in that category. Kentucky, Marquette, another two-seed in that category. TCU, San Diego State, Indiana, Virginia's on that list, Arkansas, and there's Duke as well. They are 42nd on offense, 24th in defense. Based on history, that tells you, okay, Sweet 16, fine. In rare cases, Elite Eight, maybe a Final Four run. Now, here are the teams that stick out like a sore thumb in the opposite direction. And mark this when you're filling out your brackets and to possibly bet against at some point in the tournament. Uh, Tim, Tim does this with uh, something he calls the sheet. Great job. He calls them red flag teams. Mm-hmm. Not balanced. Right. So a team could have the number one rated offense in the country, but they could also be outside of top 75 on defense. That's the thing. They're, they're very good with one, but not the other. That's a good breakdown. Interesting break. Because he's saying... You can, be, you can be so good at one thing that you could still make a deep run. That's right. You could just shoot lights out or your defense is so good and you lock someone down for four games in a row. Right. So that's, that's exactly right. right. Yes. So Gonzaga fits that category. They're number one overall in offense, but they're 76th on defense. They're outside of the top 12, uh, 75 uh-huh. in one of those categories. That's a team that you want to mark and be like, uh-oh, maybe I shouldn't have Gonzaga going on a deep run. Baylor is on that list. Iowa, Missouri, Miami, 132nd overall on defense. Penn State, Providence, Iowa State, Northwestern, and Kentucky. And when you go back and look in the last 20 years, so we're talking about 194 teams, the red flag teams, Paulie, who fit this criteria every single year, they've been bounced in the first round 88 times. That's higher than 45%. They had a second round exit 78 times. That's 40%. So already 85 plus percent of the teams who fall into this category have been bounced the last 20 years. Teams that got bounced in the Sweet 16, 21 of them. So now you're up to 95 plus percent of the 194 teams to fit this category gone by by the end of the Sweet 16. Four teams were eliminated in the Elite Eight. One eliminated in the Final Four. One was the uh, runner-up. And one was the national champion. Now, you're going to have like an outlier in some of this stuff. That one would be UConn in 2014. And based on some of these numbers, it was 2021 Baylor, I think, with their defense. And that's because they had guys miss games in the season because of COVID. Yeah. So that's why some of their numbers kind of went the other way a little bit. But that's incredible with that list. And I have Gonzaga future tickets. I think that's the... Now I got some on Kentucky as well when they really dropped as low as possible. But they're, they're 75 on defense. Again, based on history, watch out. Probably not going to go that far. That's excellent. It's a good breakdown. It's also... It's intriguing. When you're, when you're looking for future but. bets right now, have that in mind. When there's a team that has a glaring... Um, Weakness, I would not consider them on a, on a future bet. The West Coast is three. Three wins. Might look easy. Mm. Gonzaga-St. Mary's. But the fact that Gonzaga could take on TCU in the second round and St. Mary's is going to have their hands full with VCU. Tough number. Yep. The Big East is seven. One of these conferences is going to embarrass themselves. Happens every year. Could be two conferences. The other thing is, it was, you got to spot the upset. But it, that, that's easier said than done. Who had St. Peter's? Who had Oral Roberts? I mean, even Coach K got beat by Mercer and Lehigh uh, a couple times in the first round. But the Big East at seven. Certainly, uh, UConn has a favorable draw, and so does Marquette. Mm-hmm. But you can't, I wouldn't, as Human said, I wouldn't be surprised if Marquette goes out early and, or, or USC or Michigan State gets them in the second round. But that's, that's uh, where they're set at, uh, set at for wins. ACC is four and a half. Bad year. Down year for the ACC. 
likely that could come down to Duke. I think it's probably going to come down to Duke. And how many games they win. I mentioned the American Athletic, three and a half, heavily juiced to the over. Big 10 is eight. I bet that under yesterday. Yes. That's going to take a deep deep run from Purdue, I believe. Yeah, okay. I think the Big Ten's going to have a tough time for the most part in the first round. Pac-12 is six and a half. Does USC win against Michigan State? Yeah, tough call. UCLA could get bounced by Gonzaga. Right. So that would be two wins by them. You could get, right, you could get two there. USC could win a game. How far does Arizona go? Yeah, you should be able to get two out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Two or three. Let's say, let's go conservative. Two out of Arizona, two out of UCLA. But then I'm up against it. That's, yep. that's going to be, yeah, I'm way short. It's not going to get it done. Even if I can get something out of USC. I kind of like that under as well. Yeah, not good enough. Yeah. Where are you seeing four wins come from for the Mountain West Conference? I, I know. San Diego State, okay. I'm not as down on Charleston as Matt is, but it was a terrific breakdown about how they guard and defend the three. And Charleston is, is heavy into three. And what they just did with Utah State. I thought I read that Utah State has lost nine straight tournament games. And they haven't won a tournament game since the early 2000s. That, that's incredible. Uh, Nevada, I think, loses tomorrow. And then Boise can beat Northwestern. So best case, I think we're at two. And then does, does San Diego State go to the Sweet 16? That's Do they beat Virginia? I, I could see the it. question. Or Furman, right. A slugfest, right? And then, then you get, then you get the three. That's a big ask. Just playing it out right now? That's a big ask to get that, I, to go over four. I think San Diego State. Let, let's let's say San Diego State wins two before they lose to Alabama. Let's play that scenario here. Then okay, you need you need two more wins combined here from Nevada. They're in the playing game that counts, and the other two teams that you just talked about, Boise State and Utah State. I, I already bet against both those teams as well on individual tickets. Uh huh. Maybe they get me. Maybe they do. But, I just but Matt's right. You have to go. Again. You have to play the under based on history and the fact that they've lost. What is it? Eight in a row and ten of eleven. We look at the look at the point spreads and the seeds in those games. Yep. A lot of times, either favored or a small underdog. As I've been saying for two weeks straight, the exact opposite of Conference USA. They're usually in that 12, 13, 14 range. Big dogs and they're winning games every year. But this is uh, an abomination. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll run down some of the betting action from last night up next and win some, lose some. We'll also point out some more teams that you want to probably draw a line through. Again, going back through history, uh, we're talking about 90-plus teams when they fall into a certain criteria. They were bounced early on in the tournament, and we are talking this year about a three-seed, a couple of fours, a very popular five so on and so forth. And again, the numbers don't lie here. This has been unbelievable in the tournament. The numbers that you can trust going back for like 20 years. Details on that next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone, the studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time 
with the customers, that is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, win. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. All right, you heard Mitch. Bucks kings over, 239, bet up to 244 and a half. 20 straight games head-to-head have gone over between these teams. Unbelievable. Well, and if you looked at the history of the total and how it's gone up, I mean, last night, Paulie, it was 244 and a half. That's an extremely high That's total. Right. And a good move, good size move as well. Yeah. Steam on that. Also, the Bucks had 80 points in the second half. Yeah. Like right. they, the Kings were awesome in the first half. That's, yep. that's a really good basketball team. Pistons, Pacers under 229, down to 226. Another easy winner. Hawks, T Wolves over 239, up to 246. Big win for Minnesota on the road. And can't figure Atlanta out. How many coaches are you going to fire, right? I mean, you win Snyder not getting through to them. And uh, Minnesota gets what they want and win in the in the win memphis and under from one and a half up to four and a half dallas had people out 223 down to 219 no problem for memphis what is going on with the celtics lost at houston rockets plus 650 on the money line they're not playing good ball at all you look at the standings wow they are Phil, philly can catch them they're a game they're a game up of philly Oh, my God. You know, I'm going to check right out to see if they actually play again. They are not playing well. There's something wrong. I don't like it. Blowing that lead at home to the Nets. Listless yeah. effort against the Rockets. Yeah. My God. T-Wolves plus 175 on the money line. Buffalo plus 210. They came back to beat Toronto. And let me throw these at you. Three teams in the NFL. The Lions want to make all personal fouls called on the field subject to a coach's challenge. Okay. Yay or nay? Yeah, I'm in. I like it too. The Chargers, if you win a if you're a wild card and the division champ is under 500 and you're four games better, the, they want the wild card team to host the game. <laughs> like Tampa Dallas last year. Amen. 100%. Amen. Good job by the Chargers. Yes. That's their proposal. That's common that sense. That has to pass. That's beautiful. Think there's, about there's it. There's caveats Please. on it. Yes. There's an under 500, and there's a four-game difference in the win-loss record. Even, I think, under 500 is good enough. I think that's good enough as well. And the Eagles, in lieu of the onside kick, want to do a fourth and 20 from your own 20. A oh, fourth and 20 now. So. Yeah. I'm fine with the 15. But, that's... but here's the thing. Evidently, the league is going to poo-poo the 4th and 15 every single time. So, like, where, where, where's the balance then? The onside kick is worthless. I mean, they, they have to Why would to they just... do that? that? That's so exciting, what the XFL and other leagues have done. The 4th fourth, fourth and 15 is great. I love it. Yeah. And I hate the onside kick. Right. It's a non-play now. Yeah, right. Only three were successful. Subscribe, be part of the team. VEASAN.com. Watch the show live. VEASAN.com. Send in your videos. We'll put you live on television. Look at this. A local rampart down the street. Casino in Summerlin. Husband, wife, both hit jackpots at the same time playing Keno, totaling $100,000 side by side. There's the picture. $87,000 on the left, $13,000 on the right. There you go. Peekaboo. No, you're schmoopy. Incredible. They're sitting there playing Keno, and both at the same time, the machines lock up. A little difference in the uh, prices, but still, they combined to hit $100,000. That's love right there. That's, that's a once in a lifetime as well. Yep. How about one lose some? Yeah, I'll take you out. You know, it's been raining, but uh, 
You know, the oh no, the dog in the mud. Oh, he's putting his whole face in it. That is, how's he getting home, right? I hope he didn't have to put him in the car. You took him to the park to hang out. But that is, when he, when you, oh, to wash him, give him a bath when you get home, when you walk in the front door, and he's wearing the mud. He's bathing in the mud, this guy. Having a, oh man. That's the that's next level right there. Yeah, you better hope oh. that there's another body of water somewhere to reach. <laughs> yes, Otherwise, right. he's going to go right in the car, and it is over with. You're right. Uh, win some, lose some. Presented by BetRivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more. Right. BetRivers.com. There you go. Great job, guys. All right, Paulie. More teams to possibly draw a line through when you're filling out your bracket and potentially bet against. From 2003 to 2018, 194 teams seated one through nine entered the tournament, adjusted offensive efficiency below 115 and an adjusted defensive efficiency above 90. 85% of those teams exited in the first weekend. A total of three, three made the final four. In 2019, the numbers moved a little bit below 115 on offense and above 92 on defense. The combined results, 2019, 21, and 22. No no tournament during the COVID year, obviously. 31 teams in this criteria, fitting this criteria, were bounced on the opening weekend. 91.1% gone. One team bounced in the Sweet 16. One in the Elite Eight. One was the runner-up. Again, 91.1% of teams were out of the tournament on the first weekend. So this year, numbers adjusted a little bit. Below 115 on offense and above 94 on defense. Here are your teams. Stay away from. Kansas State, Indiana, Virginia, Dukes, stay away. No, come on. They're on the list. Oh, 113.2 on offense, 94.8 on defense. Dukes to stay away. That's not good. I have them make the final four. I got them to win the whole thing. I'm uh, very close to adding them to me. You imagine <sighs> what the sports book's going to be like if Oral Roberts wins that oh, game. Oh, my God. At 4 o'clock Pacific. Everyone's familiar with Amos and what happened a couple of years ago. The whole city's going to be on fire if that happens. Yep. Oh, man. And it's a 5-12 matchup, so people are going to be picking Oral Roberts anyway. Yeah, people in Las Vegas, uh, a lot of hatred for Duke. But I I like what they said, uh, that they were reading their press clippings and didn't defend last year after coming off the Sweet 16 appearance. makes sense. Yeah, but certainly they they can score too. Other teams on the list. TCU, they're a sixth seed. So is Creighton. Creighton's a stay away. Hmm. Sparty, Texas A&M. You get into the eight nines, Maryland, Memphis, and Arkansas. Memphis, a stay away. Wow. Arkansas, a stay away. I can see that with Arkansas. I can. Like I said earlier to Matt Humes about an yeah, hour ago, I can see Arkansas beating Kansas in the second round because they're so athletic. Musselman has been a pretty good tournament coach. Or I could see them like blowing a lead against Illinois and losing in the in the opening round. Yeah. So that can go either any which way. Florida Atlantic is on the list. Well, they play Memphis, so uh, Illinois, yep. they play Arkansas, and then Auburn's on the list as well. There you go. I, I, Duke, This is, we're talking about year-long numbers now. Not since like February 1st or February 15th or whatever. Year-long numbers. Duke's on that list. Stay away. I mean, again, the numbers don't lie. When teams fall into, these, into the categories here, 91%. Gone on the first weekend. Doing your homework on these teams, what surprised you? We look. I'll give you a couple. VCU was is one forty in offense. Miami's one thirty two in defense. Well, I figured that with Miami. Okay. What else you got? San Diego State sixty four in offensive efficiency. I thought they'd be a, a, a lot higher than that. Furman, 33 in offensive efficiency. That's pretty good. Yes. That's the Florida Atlantic good. numbers, very good. Um, 
Tennessee, second in defensive efficiency. Marquette, eighth in offensive efficiency. Kentucky, 14th. Kentucky 14th overall in offense surprises me, but I I watch too many Kentucky games, so I'm a little jaded on that. Okay. Auburn 48th in offensive efficiency, but one of the worst teams in the country from three, 31%. Not that this was surprising. I'll point this out. Iowa 167 in defensive efficiency. How about Creighton 14th overall? Yeah. On defense. Yeah. And and I guess the uh, Houston numbers surprised me from an offensive standpoint. Yeah. That, yeah. they're, that, that they're so good on offense. And that's the thing about that team. I actually, I kind of like it that they lost to Memphis going into the tournament. That can be a good thing for these teams. It, it can be the opposite of when you're catching fire, blazing hot, and you surprise people. Not that that would have been a surprise. Memphis is a su- surprise a little bit there. But, and and getting Sasser back at some point is obviously going to be huge. But that team fits the bill perfectly. Again, all of these uh, categories that we're talking about and how they fit the criteria... Houston's a team that, based on history here, and, I mean, the betting odds tell you how good they are, but you can't be surprised if they win the whole thing. Their region's weak, but if they were to go through, like, Texas and Gonzaga and then, like, in Alabama, okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Based on history. Yeah. Ross Tucker is going to join the show coming up next. We'll talk a little NFL. We'll get into uh, Aaron Rodgers. I would ask this. Why have the Jets not pivoted yet to Lamar Jackson. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. Great house specials and a menu up at Bet Rivers. Will there be a buzzer beater in round one? Total points, most points by a team, 97 and a half. 12, 13, 14, 15 to win a game, plus their squares. Went up to 10000 in bonus money. Place a qualifying bet, get a square on the house. If your numbers match, you win. Full terms and conditions available, betriversquares.com. A lot is going on in the sports world outside of March Madness and college basketball, specifically in the NFL. They dominate the news cycle like 365 days a year for the most part. Ross Tucker joins the program now. He's on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL and the Even Money podcast. Played in the league. Now does a lot of uh, media as well. Ross, good to talk to you again. How are you? Always great to talk with you guys. It was awesome to see you out there in Arizona for the Super Bowl. Doing awesome. I actually uh, been able to take a couple ski vacations. Uh, I was in Vail this weekend with my buddies. You know, I think I told you guys this. During football season, once the Eagles preseason games start, I'm seven days a week through the Super Bowl, right? I always have something on Saturday, something on Sunday. So uh, pretty awesome to be able to have a little downtime, although it feels to me like the Super Bowl was two weeks ago, and here we are already basically starting next season with all the free agent movement. I was going to say, I can't believe it's been five weeks since we saw you in uh, Phoenix for the Super Bowl. So yesterday, as Paulie said, like fast and furious, so much going on, and it appeared as if at some point there, Rodgers to the Jets was a done deal. What are you hearing about this? Is it going to happen today? Does it happen tomorrow? Does it not happen at all? Uh, What percent would you put on Rodgers going to the Jets? (laughs) 99.99%. I would be absolutely shocked if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play football for the New York Jets next year. I mean, let's look at it logically, right? I mean, number one, the Packers don't want him. And... Yep. They've kind of been pretty clear about that. So it would be super awkward and uncomfortable for Rodgers to go back there. I don't really think that, that he's going to do that. He's got $60 million fully guaranteed. That would go against every instinct of human nature to retire and just give that up. And the Jets are the only team that won him. I mean, the Jets are the only team at this point that still won him. So... He's like Richard Gere in that movie. He's got no place else to go at this point, right? Like, he's going to just – plus, I mean, Trey Wingo was the first one to report that the Jets yeah. and Packers were talking. He also said yesterday that it's a done deal. Now there's reports the Jets are trying to get Alan Lazard. I have no idea why or what they're waiting on. Only Aaron Rodgers can tell you that, I'm sure – You know, he's got a good reason in his mind, which is a very interesting mind as to why 
they're keeping it quiet, but it's happening. He's going to play football for the Jets. Yeah, and you saw all those four players, what they tweeted out as well and how excited they were. Uh, is Garoppolo an upgrade over Carr, and should the Raiders still draft a quarterback? No, I don't think he is an upgrade over Carr. I mean, first of all, Derek Carr, I feel like he never missed a game. I mean, Derek Carr was very durable, and Derek Carr took a team in 2021 that had all kinds of adversity, was not a particularly talented team, took him 10-7, and and got him to the playoffs. They were in the red zone against the AFC champion Bengals with a chance to win the game. I think Jimmy G's fine. Obviously, he's more comfortable in Josh McDaniel's offense, but Jimmy G gets hurt a lot. And I don't think he's a better player than Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has at times in his career been a top 12 quarterback, probably a couple different years at, at least. I don't know that Jimmy has ever been that. Maybe he can be more effective in Josh McDaniel's offense. He's definitely making less money than Derek was, which is part of it. I thought it was interesting, and I tweeted this last night at Ross Tucker NFL, mm-hmm. that Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated said that the Raiders feel like Jimmy G is a better culture fit. I would love to know what that means. Mm-hmm. What does that wow. mean? Like, I, I don't like when someone puts a culture fit. So what didn't you like about Derek? He seemed like an awesome guy by all accounts, a great team leader. I just find stuff like that interesting, that you leak out there that somebody's a better culture fit. Yeah, I'm not going to. I think people are going to have the discussion if the Raiders are a playoff team now. I'm like, uh, hold on a second here. They have Mahomes in their division. They have Herbert and the Broncos, for what it's worth. I thought they made some good moves yesterday. They brought in Sean Payton, playoff team. Do they finish higher than fourth in their own division? Probably not, no. I mean, it would be a it would be a surprise if the Raiders or the Broncos for that matter were able to overtake yep. the the Chiefs and the Chargers. But I do think the Broncos will be better and the Raiders are probably gonna be about what they were this past year. I mean, I we'll see. But the the returns have not been good for Josh McDaniels in his head coaching career. They just haven't. No, you're right. Uh, how about Carolina giving all that to move up to number one? And what are you hearing? Uh, what who the pick could be? Well, listen, um, Peter King, Albert Breer, guys like that say that the Panthers haven't decided. That's a little bit strange to me. I mean, that's a lot to give up. Two ones, two twos, and your best offensive player in DJ Moore without knowing which guy you're going to take. I mean. You'd like to think, if I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, I want to believe that they know exactly which guy they want uh-huh. and they love him and he's the guy, as opposed to, yeah, we think any of these three guys are good. Go look at NFL drafts over time. If you think any of these three guys are good, you're definitely wrong because that's never happened. Yep. Maybe 83, but even that year in 83, there were some guys that weren't good that got taken ahead of Dan Marino. So we'll see. I, I mean, the beat writer down there, Joe Person, said C.J. Stroud, which is why I think he's the betting favorite now. It'd be an upset, I guess, at this point if it wasn't Stroud. I'll give you this, Ross. Uh, in fact, we've had some movement here again on the number one overall pick at DraftKings where Stroud was recently minus 330. Well, this morning now, he's minus 260, and there's a new second shot on the board. It's not Bryce Young. It's Anthony Richardson. He's oh, plus 275, God. and Young now is drifting out to plus 320. Well, listen, I mean, what's interesting to me about the draft right now is I got to check what kind of props are available, but the first, second, and fourth picks are going to be quarterbacks, or at least three of the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. So we need to look at when they, when they come out with those odds on how many quarterbacks go in the top five or whatever, because right now, look, guys, Carolina, Houston, and the Colts are all locked in to getting a quarterback. I mean, it's a good year to be a first-round quarterback because those three teams, they don't even have a choice at this point. They're telegraphing it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was actually going to say Arizona might want to trade out because would a team want to leapfrog the Colts to take a quarterback? But that, you know, now the Panthers have been eliminated, and I think the the Raiders are not going to do that now, right? They're not going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo and then trade up to number three to get ahead of the Colts and take another quarterback. That doesn't make any sense. I don't really see a team on the board that's going to do that. I mean, potentially, you know, there could be a team that would move up and try to get to Arizona spot number three to get the third one. But 
I don't see Seattle doing that. You know, I don't think Detroit's going to do that. And and then you start to get lower and lower. I don't see these other teams doing it. I mean, so I, I actually think that right now, Arizona's just going to have to probably make that selection. What'd you think of Eckler wanting to get out of L.A. yesterday? Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, he's been crazy productive for them. He's yeah. supposed to make peanuts relatively this year compared to other guys that are as productive as he is. He'll end up getting a new contract there. They'll sort something out. They can't lose him. They know that. I mean, he's a very valuable member. They'll give him some type of contract that he'll be happy because he's making more money this year, and they'll be fine with it because they actually extend him out for a couple more years. They'll just have to sort through it. Yeah. So could you put a target date on Rodgers? Do you think, like, by Thursday morning – or knowing knowing Rogers, it'll he'll, he'll say yeah I, I, yeah tip off off to March Madness like around noon on Thursday. He'll say yeah I want to go to the Jets. I would I would guess by tomorrow at four p.m. But it could happen. Maybe he's going on with Pat McAfee today. He's going to announce it there. I I don't know. I mean, I, who knows? Uh, I mean, I hope he says what he was thinking about. Maybe they'll say that things are going on behind the scenes. I tend to doubt it. There's reports out that they're trying to recruit Alan Lazard. I wonder why. I mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> uh, how, how are things at myfrontpagestory.com? Awesome. Awesome. We had a great Valentine's Day. Thanks to you guys in the Super Bowl. And because we have that code now for you guys, VSIN10, we actually know how many people use it. You got your show in particular, one of the best places I go on. You've got the best listeners, the best people that check us out online as well and it's never a wrong time to give someone one of these gifts this is a no-brainer for a birthday yeah an anniversary we're two months away from mother's day if you want to get ahead of the game for mother's day to be able to get someone a story written all about them they cry almost every time happy tears never a bad time to go to myfrontpagestory.com how about a just because gift that would be a yeah. knock their socks off <laughs> Just because gift. Myfrontpagestory.com. Make sure you use the code BEASTIN10 so I can give the guys credit. You're the best, Ross. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate that. Always. Take care, fellas. Thank you. Be good. Our in-pocket place. Up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone, The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. I talked about this a little earlier in the show, a couple of bets that I added yesterday. One would be Houston lane 19 over uh, Northern Kentucky. Again, these one seeds, yes, I get it. Historically, they're not power rated up there with some of the recent teams that we've had in college basketball around this time of year where... You know, again, I bring up that 2018 Villanova team, the 2021 Gonzaga and Baylor team, Kansas from last year, some others as well. But 19 points for a one seed against a 19 seed. The Cougar, this is, again, Eric Haslam tweeted this out yesterday. He's got something that he calls the paper tiger effect metric. Houston is the second best team in the country versus weaker competition. Also, they're, what, top four in the country in offensive rebounding. Northern Kentucky's like 333. They just, they can out-physical anybody. They pound bad teams. They're going to have extra possessions. Their defense will, should, in theory, dominate Northern Kentucky here. I'll lay the 19. If it was, you know, like a typical first-round number, I wouldn't even consider it. But 19, give me that with Houston. And uh, I'm also adding Duke, Oral Roberts, over 146th Oral Roberts, fourth in the country in scoring at 82.5 points per game. The program shocked Ohio State a couple of years ago when they were a 15. They will not be intimidated by the Blue Devils. And Duke is a top 10 team in offensive efficiency in the entire country over the past three weeks. Give me the over points in that game, 146. Pending ASU, minus one, bet, bet a lot of these early. That's a playing against Nevada. Missouri plus one and a half in their game against Utah State. Um, West Virginia money line minus 130, San Diego State minus four. I did also add a couple of other bets. They're not on this page right now, but I added Mountain West wins under three and a half minus 110 yesterday. You can find that at a bunch of spots. And I, I'm, I'm betting under eight wins in the Big Ten. There you go. All right, all that stuff's out. Incredible that someone has found one and a half over Mountain West. I got a... Isn't that something? I would actually... I'd go for a middle spot there. I like under Perhaps, three and a yes. half more than one and a half, but I like them both. Yes. Uh, Maryland women to win the national title 40 to one. Again, the good news, we're a two seed. The bad news, we're in South Carolina's region. So, uh, yikes. Corpus Christi tonight. More on that coming up. Missouri plus two. Memphis lane three. Miami of Florida, lane two and a half. Kentucky, lane three and a half. And will a 14, 15, or 16 win a game? No. Plus 260. And all these odds are different. Shop around, as we've said, to our point, our, our, our friend who has minus $7. What was it, $7? The no, will a 16 win a game? Minus $7 in the first book I looked at. I mean, that's incredible. Here was minus 5000 I saw it. He showed it to him. I'm not, but yeah, it's only happened once. I would, I'm but, with him. I would lay minus $7 in a heartbeat. Yep. You can also find, will a 15 win a game? No minus 230. And you see how big those spreads are. So let's uh, go get In Pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern, betrivers.com. You can find these picks with every pick mentioned. From every host and guest, Nigel's on the show tomorrow too, by the way. VEASAN.com slash picks. Okay, okay so uh, I just wanted to, bring, oh, to go briefly bring this up. At DraftKings, the way it looks right now, they have Mountain West. Uh, three and a half under is even money. Favorable matchups on paper. But then again, that's been the case year after year after year, year, and Paul. they vomit on themselves. Yep. I mean, last year's an all-timer. You know, you're, you're in this 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 range with seeds. Some games you're favored and you can't win one. There it is. Yep, I'm looking at it right now on the uh, DraftKings app. Mountain West, it's official. Under 3.5 is even money. I, yep. oh, I like that bet. Yep. Well, they've lost 8 in a row and 10 of 11, as Matt said earlier. We start tonight with Southeast Missouri State against Corpus Christi. I think Southeast Missouri State just got hot at the right time. 
They entered their conference tournament under 500. They won four games in four days. They were the five seed. Corpus Christi, much the best in the Southland, 23 and 10. They've won 12 of 13. They were the one seed, obviously got the uh, automatic bid win in their conference tournament. They are balanced. They have four players that average at least nine points per game. Now, they're averaging 80 points. Per, they score 80 points per game, 21st in the country. They are the best free-throw shooting team in the tournament. Why is that important? Because for whatever reason, Southeast Missouri State can't stop fouling. Can they defend tonight without fouling? And if the answer is no, watch out, because they allow a ton of free throws, and we have the number one free-throw shooting team in the nation going at it tonight. They were also in this spot last year, so they win the familiarity factor, and uh, it didn't work out for them. But they were, they were in this spot last year as well. I just think the Islanders shouldn't be in this game. I, th- I think it, based on what I've watched and how good this team is compared to other teams we've had and other teams that are in the play. And as Matt ran it down too with Fairleigh Dickinson and certainly a, a team that was under 500 and even Texas Southern. Yeah. Who I, th- I, th- I think Texas Southern entered their conference tournament 12-19. and 19 So you're on and the swag. So I like Corpus Christi for all those reasons. I'll tell you this. Uh, Ken Palm has the game tonight. A five-point game for your side. He has it um, 81-76, Corpus Christi, uh, Corpus Christi. And Bart Torvik has the game pretty much the same, 82-77. They both have that game going over the total by a little bit and uh, A&M winning by five points. Big total. Man. Well, it makes sense on everything that you just said. Southeast Mo is seventh in Temple. The late game, Pitt 22-11 against Mississippi State 21-12. Pitt started 1-3, then caught fire. They were awesome all year ATS. Lost three of their last four. Both teams were blitzed in their conference tournaments. Alabama ran all over Miss State, and Duke destroyed Pitt. Uh, Pitt, 121 in rebounding, 80th in points per game. Mississippi State can't shoot at all. So as Mitt said earlier, can they muck it up and make it look ugly? And you just see how low this total is. Miss State, the favorite. And 132.5 the total. They are 64% from the line. Horrendous. And the worst three-point shooting team in the tournament. Yeah, so this number is now sitting around Miss State 2.5 at most spots. I think if if they go up to 3, I might have to take Pittsburgh. Contrasting styles. Yeah, I I think... Pitt's 24 in offensive efficiency. Miss State's 164. Pitt's 142 in defense. Miss State is six. Yeah, that's the thing. I think Miss State will dictate tonight the tempo, but also just because they play their game doesn't mean they're going to cover like a three-point spread, and that's why I would be intrigued to take maybe Pittsburgh on the buyback. And don't forget that uh, Pittsburgh covering games this year for the entire There's, season, yeah. like the best team in the country. Yeah. Miss State was 11-0 and to start the season with a cupcake schedule, and then uh, – Ran us some problems once you got into league play, which is going to happen because the SEC was so good and deep. Yep. But this is going to be, you know, like I guess you could say it's for so many games in this tournament about who's going to catch fire from three. Now, I, I could see Pitt knocking down the threes because Miss State can't shoot, but then does Miss State muck it up and do they frustrate Pitt and do they turn it over? Uh, that could play a role too. But I think it's very important also to point out the free throw shooting here because what what do we we've seen blown leads nonstop so far in March, and in the free-throw shooting issues and letting teams back in the game and not putting teams away. So with 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 these spreads sitting there at two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, you, know, you got a one-two-point game or tight with five minutes left, and one team is 64% from the line, and the other team's number one out of anyone, the best free-throw shooting team in the nation, or, I mean, excuse me, in the tournament, rather. I feel I have a big edge then. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I have nothing... As of right now, neither one of these games. I mentioned that about Pittsburgh. If they get to you know plus three, possibly worth a look, in my opinion. But there's nothing wrong with waiting and getting involved in play. I mean, again, what you just said, Paulie. I mean, we've had so many blowing leads and so many comes, comebacks in the last couple of weeks. That could very easily happen tonight. And when you're watching these games, if you see a team down by, let's say, 14, with 14 minutes to play, uh-huh. and you start to sense a comeback in them, in play is... There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no. wrong with punting on all of these games and then just saying, I'm going to watch them 
and get a better feel. I'll catch a better number and decide when I'm going to hop in there with an in-play edge um, that you think that you might have. These are 18, 19-year-old kids. I know they're playing for the in, you know together now for the entire year, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if that's you should not have, you know, and it happens in the NBA, so whatever, but you should not be having these 20-point leads evaporate in 15 minutes, and it happens constantly. They can't even hang on to win the games, let alone like a big-time cover. So, I mean, the Michigan State-Iowa game is all you needed to know from a couple of weeks back. Yes. They're catching five and a half. They're up by 11 with 30 seconds. They can't even cover the game in overtime. It even happened to Marquette at home against St. John's. Weren't they up 10 with less than a minute? Yeah, 10 with like... And they won by one. I think 10 with like 30 seconds, I want to say. Yeah. All right. If you missed any of this show, this is my best advice. All those numbers we ran down. Go back and search Follow the Money in your podcast. You'll find everything you need to know today. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.